so I've just finished work and one thing I always think about is entrepreneurship and what it takes to be an entrepreneur. So what I decided is to sit down and talk with someone who has actually decided to take this plunge and to go into business for themselves. And here's one of those conversations. series life of an entrepreneur but joining with me i have the founder of comedic yoga divine liberty and also my cousin akusia asset hey hey greetings <laughs> how are you i'm good and you yeah good as well good as well <laughs> so i did mention before that you are the founder of comedic yoga divine liberty so i want you to just tell us well I feel like I already know a bit about you because you're my cousin, but the listeners, <laughs> tell them a little bit about you and also about uh, Kometic Yoga Divine Liberty. Yes. Okay. So I'm a yoga teacher and I do, mm -hmm. the kind of yoga that I do is called Kemetic Yoga. Mm -hmm. So... Um, <clears throat> The uh, explanation for what Kemetic Yoga is, Kemet is the original name for Egypt, and Kemet means black land, which refers to um, many things. It refers to the soil, it refers to the people, and also mm -hmm. to the consciousness, and black really more in the sense of a high elevated consciousness. And um, it is not just... Uh, connected to Egypt or ancient Egypt, it's connected to all of Africa. Well, especially the Nile Valley. So um, that's what this kind of yoga is all about. And those postures that we do in Kemetic Yoga are found on the walls of the so-called hieroglyphics um, on the pyramids and such. And uh, the original name really for, or the, 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 the Kemetic name for Kemetic Yoga would be Smaitawi. So, um, okay. and that means the union of the two lands, uh, which you can see as in lower and upper Egypt, again, the Nile Valley, um, also uh, the union of the physical and the non-physical self. So your spirit and your body, right? Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so I've, I've, I was certified in uh, 2012 and ever since I do this kind of yoga. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in 2012, you were certified. Yeah. How did you get into yoga in the first place? Um, well, my I always say my mom was a dancer and a gym teacher. So I was always mm -hmm. kind of inclined to, you know, exercise and stretching and uh, those kind of, <clears throat> sorry, those kind of movements. And um, when I, you know, grew up and tried to find, you know, my, my own, my way, my, my sports or my activity that is for me, I once, mm -hmm. I think on TV or so, I saw something about yoga and I was fascinated right away. I don't know. It just, uh, fascinated me. And, um, mm -hmm. then I started yoga, uh, uh um, 2006 maybe was the first time that I took yoga classes. <laughs> okay. Yes, like really long ago. And um, then when I traveled to Ghana in 2007 was the first time. Actually, I started yoga earlier, coming to think about it, probably like 2000 and 
long ago, <laughs> 2003 or so. Um, but yeah, when I traveled to Ghana in 2007 was the first time I heard of Kometic Yoga. A Ghanaian told me that he, you know, learned Kometic Yoga when he traveled to the States. And um, so my mission ever since then was to get certified in Kometic Yoga one day. And then when I uh, went to Jamaica in 2012, I finally found someone who does that certification and went for it. Okay, so before that moment, what yoga style were you practicing? Uh, Indian yoga, that is very wide. <laughs> Indian yoga is a mm-hmm. lot. But mm-hmm. uh, I was doing Hatha yoga and uh, I think variations of Ashtanga yoga. Like they called it power yoga, but most of the time it's it's a mixture of different uh, different yoga styles. So, yeah. But I'm not so I'm not so versed in Indian yoga. That's why I'm always very careful when I try to talk about it. But yeah, yeah. So what do you about Kometic yoga? Then what do you enjoy or prefer about this particular form? Um, well, the special thing uh, for me is that it uh, refers to Africa, to uh, mm-hmm. African history, African culture ancient Africa, an Africa that we hardly talk about, that we hardly see in the media and history and school classes at all. And um, so when you get into Kemetic Yoga, it's not just about the postures, but you learn the connections of, you know, the, the historical content and the mythologies. And you can also draw a connection to what it means for you today. And um, also the origins of certain you know, historical texts, texts and such. Um, Because, you know, especially when it comes to religions, they all have one, they always have one common ground and one original source. So um, Mm -hmm. a lot of it just really comes from Africa. And uh, it's just interesting to learn, you know, those different connections. And that's what you really get into when, um, for example, when you do Kemetic Yoga. Okay, so Akusia, as a yoga instructor, and you've been doing it for many years, why do you think yoga is so popular? I think yoga, I mean, it has, it has a history. I think it started to be very popular in the, in, like in the West, in the 60s and 70s. And mm-hmm. um, when, especially, you know, when there was a lot of civil rights stuff going on and uh, women's liberation and all that stuff. And, um, uh, I think, you know, especially women were interested in different cultures and trying to find ways to, uh, um, I think people were just seeking for alternative ways of living. And, um, I think Indian culture was very popular in the West, uh, amongst Europeans. So I mm-hmm. think that's, where the whole yoga thing first started for, for, for Westerners. And I think until today, it's just something um, people gravitate towards, mainly when it comes to, I think, the physical aspect. Like they see yoga bodies in the, in the, in the media and they all always look very fit and very slim and very, uh, uh, yeah. So they think, you know, when I do yoga, will I look like that? I, I get that question a lot. Like when I start yoga, will I get a yoga body? And like, I don't know yeah. what a yoga body is supposed <laughs> to be. <laughs> no, but think about it because when I when I look at the celebrities who push it, 
um, like I think Madonna and uh, yeah. Benny Paltrow, they have that kind of body. And so I understand people say the yoga body because mm, it's, yeah. it's a, like a flexible, very trim, you know, kind of body. But I was wondering, because you said it, they, it was seen as like an alternative way of living. Do you think it was a fad? Um, to some extent, because uh, people tend to... Um, you know, be excited about stuff and then get bored of it after a while and then they find something mm-hmm. else. And and a lot of times, as I mentioned, people look at the physical aspect, which is okay. I mean, yoga is very physical, but mm-hmm. yoga is also spiritual. So yoga is not just what you do on the mat. It's also a way, uh, uh, you know, codes of conduct, um, a way of mm-hmm. behavior, a way how you treat people, a way how you treat yourself, how you treat nature. And... Um, so yoga is just as much, if not more, uh, a spiritual practice. And um, a lot of people, unfortunately, um, like that is not something you can, you know, sell in a box as easy as, you know, you can train for a month and then you will get a tight bum. You know? yeah. <laughs> so uh, train for a month and you have a real good connection to God. Like, you know, it's not, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you can't sell it like that. So um, that's why always when it comes to spirituality, people uh, tend to not be as consistent. You really have to, I think only the ones who really get certified and go through a process of initiation, you know, and mm-hmm. are forced to really come out of their everyday life and um, uh, start a different diet and stop watching TV and to go for walks, like spend time in nature, like change your whole way of life, at least for a month or so, or three months. Um, I think that really allows people to get a deeper feeling for what yoga really is and for an alternative life. Even after that is over, a lot of people go back to their old life because it's hard. It's hard to maintain that way of being spiritual. But Mm -hmm. um, for some, you know, it's just a connection that they really can start building up um but i would say it's a minority yeah yeah that's interesting it says like it's it's spiritual um because i have heard well i have heard that you know some refer to it as an alternative form of healing also definitely yeah you believe that yeah because um what happens is that you 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 get a different feeling for your body. You feel all the different muscles of your body and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and um, you get a, a greater sense of your breath because that's what yoga is also all about—to connect mm-hmm. to your breath and your breathing patterns and the depth of your breath and and all of that. Because ultimately, your breath is your you know is your connection to life, to, to, you know, is, is Mm -hmm. the breath of life, you know, and uh, most of us don't breathe correctly in everyday life. So once that changes, you also, it it affects the whole body. So, um, and that can increase your health immensely. So yeah, yoga has many, many, many different aspects to it. And you also, uh, you know, it's, it's always when you start one thing, you start connecting to other things. So a lot of people who start yoga, they also want to know how they can adjust their diet a little bit or um, how they can, you know, start meditating. And because some people have no kind of connection to a higher source. Um, so meditation 
you know, might be something that people want to start. So yoga is, is, is like, uh, how you say, like it's something that opens the door to the spiritual world for a lot of people and to health. So mm -hmm. yeah, sure. Okay. So I want to touch on something that you mentioned before, um, about most don't breathe correctly. And I'm like, Christia, what is breathing incorrectly? Like, please, please let me know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, breathing incorrectly, I would say, oh, I guess there are many things that you can do wrong while breathing, but breathing <laughs> into your shoulders. Most people breathe into their shoulders and the breath, the, the inhalation is very shallow. Like, it's, we just mainly maintain being alive, but we don't take deep breaths. And if we take deep breaths, um, they go into our chest and shoulder area, but a deep breath really goes into your abdomen. So when you breathe through your nose, you inhale into your abdomen and expand, and then you exhale and contract your abdomen and uh, exhale through your nose again, and uh, really try to let go of all the air, like empty your body from the air. I mean, you don't have to do that with every single breath. It increases your well-being. It increases, like it can help you with headaches. It can help you with, you know, stuffy nose, uh, increase your circulation um, to get rid of mucus. And uh, with, uh, you know, so many things, especially concerning the upper chakras, like your around your surrounding your head and your your upper spine your neck and throat area mm -hmm. so yeah okay so you founded kinetic yoga divine liberty in 2013 um yeah. let's talk a bit about that um and since 2013 um you've had your classes now were they mostly in person because you are for those who don't know you are based in germany yes i am so this was something that you started more or less for in Germany where you were based and now you're online. Exactly. So the first classes ever or the, my first class ever was in South Carolina in Charleston when oh, I was really? family. Yes. And awesome. uh, it was a big class because, um, yeah, uh, my family members, uh, our family members, um, <laughs> <laughs> gathered uh, all of their friends. And so it was probably like, probably 20 people. So for my oh, first wow. class, it was very exciting. But yeah, I think I think I did well. Like I went through the whole system, even though yeah. at the end of the system, it was like maybe six people left. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? Like, uh, I mean, to go through a session is like about one hour and 15 minutes. So most of them didn't have yoga experience and they were excited about it. But after a while they got like, they weren't used to, you know, a yoga ah. class. Yeah. So okay, I, can, I can relate to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But my sister, she, she stayed and some others stayed, but mm -hmm. um, yeah. So but I, I didn't give up. <laughs> I wasn't devastated. <laughs> it was okay. <laughs> no, but it's understandable, though. Um, yes, yes, definitely. If you've never done it, it's like, um, yeah, I think maybe half an hour class would be enough, not one hour and 15 minutes. Like, you know, I, I get it. <laughs> get it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, then I did some classes in Jamaica. And uh, then when I came back to Germany in 2013, um, I started workshops in Hamburg 
and it was the first um, uh, the first regular sessions that were ever offered in Germany of Kemetic Yoga. Mm-hmm. So the people, for those who knew, I mean, there are still a lot of people who, who have never heard about Kemetic Yoga, but um, for those who for those who have heard about it and for those even for, for those at that time who have never heard about it, once they heard it, um, they were very excited about it. So um, I had full classes um, at the beginning. A lot of people came. So that was very nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did you, for example, when you were so obviously in South Carolina, like the family kind of did the marketing for you, I suppose. <laughs> and <laughs> yes. then and then in Jamaica and when you were back in Germany, in Hamburg, how did that go? Was it mostly online that you marketed? Yes, it was mostly online. I also printed out some flyers and some posters and uh, hung them out in the area where I would be offering the class but mm-hmm. uh, mostly online via Facebook, yes. Okay, cool. So you so you had a very positive response to that then, even though it was something that was new? Uh, yes, yes, a very, 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 very positive response. I think um, a lot of times, I mean, the, the majority of the participants were people, quote-unquote, like me, as mm-hmm. in uh, people of some kind of um, African descent, uh, especially women, and um, or people who are interested, you know, in, in, in African stuff, and uh, they, I, I, I would say I have a, a good, um, like a, a lot of good friends in 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 Hamburg and northern Germany, and they have a lot of other friends, so they really just told their friends, and the friends told their friends, and stuff like that. So going from then, and and then COVID happened. Oh yeah, COVID came and disrupted everything in her path, right? So, how did it affect the way you did your classes? Yes, I actually way before COVID, like in two thousand and eighteen, I started offering online classes because I noticed. Um, okay, and that's also something my teachers told me: um, if you offer a never-ending class, he calls it a never-ending class. Like you say, I'm going to be here every Saturday and offer yoga forever (laughs) the people will be like oh cool so i have forever to join and they will ever they will never come because they think well she will be there next week too and uh, that's what happened eventually so the workshops went well when i said okay for a limited amount of time like five times i'll be here you better make sure you come people came but when it was like you know okay i'll be here forever (laughs) they were like okay cool i'll come someday And um, so I was like, okay, I can't, especially because I have children, so I can't afford to travel back and forth and um, rent a room and all of that. And then maybe two people who are very, you know, faithful (laughs) show up. Mm -hmm. So I decided, okay, I want to really continue to do online classes. And I also want to offer it for people who are not in my area, who are not in Kilo in Hamburg. Um, but for, for, you know, everyone. So uh, yeah. I discovered Zoom for meetings. And then I was like, hey, why not do yoga via Zoom? Because people have asked me to do uh, yoga via Skype. And we did that too. Um, but uh, of course, with Zoom, you can have way more people joining, at least back then. And um, 
ever since I've been doing regular online classes and then since the whole COVID thing really, you know, took off and yeah, became a thing. Um, that's when people really from the U S from England and Africa, like people from everywhere started joining and that's really a blessing. Yeah. I mean, you know, within the catastrophe of COVID, it's a blessing. No, no, no. I understand. So even having it online, when it comes to, cause I'm sure not everything has kind of moved to online. Um, yeah. how has that affected like competition with other yoga classes? Do you experience that or not so much? Um, uh, hmm. That's a good question. Uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say not so much. I mean, there is, um, the thing is social media is a thing, right? You have to really keep up. You have to always post stuff and show people what you're doing, who you are, who you're not, and uh, show them what you can do and what you have done. Like it's a constant because social media has become so cluttered, like so many things. And uh, the attention span of people is incredibly short. Like you won't believe it. You will post something and you see, okay, it had like a hundred views, like in the stories, for example. And then the very same people, like you can see who viewed it. The very same people would be like, oh, you still, do you still offer classes? And I'm like, you check my stories every day. Don't you see? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, because, you know, they check so many different stories. So it's like, so you have to keep up and keep up and keep up. And that is a job to itself. And, um, but I do think uh, um, everyone especially when we talk about healers. Okay. So I consider, uh, you know, dedicated yoga teachers, people who are in the health field. And I consider yoga to be in the health field, um, as a healer and a healer doesn't necessarily mean people come to me with any kind of illness and I heal them. A healer, I consider someone who has, uh, uh, you know, decided to go on the path of, of, of healing, First of all, themselves, because usually when health is something that is interesting to you is because you have some issues that you that you felt left alone with and you had to take care of them or you have a close family member who you feel like, okay, you know, regular medicine couldn't help them or whatever. And um, they need healing, not just um, a treatment, but a healing. So uh, I'm on the journey of healing myself and I think it's a never ending journey like every day. Uh, they, they, I, I'm never like, now I'm cured. I'm done. It's, it's, it's a, it's a life path. It's a journey. And while I'm healing myself, I invite others to join me. And, um, so I think once you are somebody who considers themselves a healer, um, there will always be people who gravitate towards you and people who don't. So everybody has to find their healer that you connect with. And, mm-hmm. um, there will always be people who connect with me because of who I am, what I represent. And there will always be people who don't. And um, same thing for every other healer and yoga teacher. Um, there will always be people who, who just feel a certain connection to that particular person for whatever reason. So I think it's very important that there is a wide variety of healers so that everyone can find 
their person. And every healer always also needs a healer. <laughs> right? uh, so I, I also go uh, to other people. Um, like I get inspired by other yoga teachers that I, for example, see on Instagram or to people who are like, I'm also very, you know, committed to a healthy diet and a healthy lifestyle, but I, I'm far from knowing everything when it comes to that. So I will consult mm -hmm. other people who have more knowledge when it comes to herbs and, and things. So, yeah, I think we all have that aspect of being a healer in us, I think just, you know, maybe in different fields and, um, Yes, of course, there's competition to an extent, but at the end of the day, I think you, you just gravitate who you gravitate towards to, you know? So, mm -hmm. yeah. No, that's true. That's true. I was also thinking, um, because you have the, the classes, mm -hmm. but you also have courses and workshops to train others who want to teach. Yeah, teacher training. Yeah, so how how are those? Yes, I also, sorry, I also offer teacher training. Mm -hmm. um, I do it together with my teacher, uh, Netter Ong Aku. Um, he lives in Atlanta. So um, be, before COVID, this is so funny, like, you know how, how people, when they talk about history, they always say, you know, before Christ and after Christ. Mm -hmm. Now it will be changed into before and after COVID. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, before COVID, um, I, uh, I just kind of, we didn't really do um, certifications yet in Germany, um, Kemetic Yoga, Smaitawi certifications, teacher trainings. Um, we did one in uh, 2000 and uh, early 2019, we completed one, but that was really of, um, uh, how do I say, somebody I knew. Mm -hmm. And um, so it was me asking my teacher if he could certify that person. And then we did basically like a personal certification and he extra came in from Atlanta to hand over the, um, the, the certificate to the person. Um, and we were considering to continue, uh, a, 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 you know, a format like that. Mm -hmm. And um, then COVID happened. So what we did all along was do weekly online sessions, like every Sunday, get together and do four-hour lectures. Mm -hmm. And every day, the person who is in training has to do the session with the help of video material and also um, online classes. So um, that's what I, ever since I offer the online classes, this is part of the people who do the teacher training. They offer, they um, attend one of my weekly classes. Like I do multiple classes throughout the week, but one of them they have to attend at least, but they have to do the system every day anyway. And okay. um, yeah, and that is over a time of uh, three months, 90 days, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you can get certified as a Smaitawi teacher. And then you are a Basu. When you are certified, you are a Basu, and then you're allowed to teach. So why would you recommend someone doing yoga at all? Um, I think yoga is great if you are 
if you're just starting to do anything at all, because a lot of people, a lot of people, sorry, my girls are calling. (laughs) 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 A lot of people ask me, uh, or they say like, oh, I would love to do yoga, but I'm not flexible. Uh, Or I would love to do yoga, but I don't do any sports. And it's like, okay, yoga is not, necessarily something you only like it's not a group of you know um athletes who get together and then they start to yoga it's everybody can start yoga today and Mm -hmm. i think that's the great thing about yoga like you don't have to have years of training as some kind of gymnast uh you can uh do yoga committed for a year and then you will look like someone who has done uh who has been to the gym or has been a professional gymnast for years because um it allows you to really um train your body Mm -hmm. in a very gentle way as i said with the breath and uh the breath really can he like you know when you go through all the different chakras of your body which they're really you know at least nine. Most people always talk of seven, but it's at least nine. Um, when you focus your breath on these different centers of your body that radiate to all throughout your body, um, you can learn, your body can learn and you can allow yourself to go into deeper stretches, to feel your tissues, to expand and contract every, like in every inch of your body. Um, uh, soften your muscles. A lot of bodybuilders who are like really stiff. Um, some of them start do yoga because they can't move anymore. You know, they, they just have too much muscles everywhere and it hurts after a while. Mm-hmm. So it allows your, your muscles to lengthen again, you know, and for your spine to stay flexible. So I think yoga is great for anybody, like any age, young, old, uh, uh, male, female, and everything. So, mm, it's just a good starter because you can start where you are. Like, you don't have to do, like, when you see all these fancy poses, uh, people will be like, oh, that's what I have to do when I do yoga. No, nobody has to do it. <laughs> like, it's just if you want to and if you can and if you feel comfortable. But it's really just like yoga can just be inhaling and then you exhale, bend forward and go as far as you can. And then you inhale and you come back up and well done, you did yoga. You know, so um, it's where it's, yeah, it's not as complicated as it may look like in the media. Um, Well, actually, I was saying, yeah, because um, to me, yoga looks easier than it is. (laughs) Oh, okay. It looks easier. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. (laughs) So have you tried yoga? Okay. Outside of my, yeah, you've been to my class. Maybe you can give a little feedback how it was at my online class for you. So I, I enjoyed it. I mean, okay, I have done yoga before, not the comedic type, not the comedic style. Um, I don't even know what the style you were called call that I've done before. I used to struggle. Well, I would say I do. I still struggle <laughs> because I have very, um, I don't have a lot of upper body strength. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the poses that required you leaning on your arms, my arms would start shaking. You know, that's what I had to put up with basically. Um, and then with yours... 
I also really enjoyed it. It was an hour and 15, so I do understand where the family was coming from because I was tired. (laughs) 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 And I was like, it's good because it also woke me up. Even though your class was in the afternoon, it was like four o'clock UK time that I was doing it. Um, But after working from like nine to whatever time, doing the yoga, it did kind of refresh me, which was nice. But I I realized how much hard work yoga actually is. But obviously that was the first time doing that kind of style. So I guess anything with any kind of exercise, you have to do it more than once, you know, to be able to adjust yourself and get used to it. So I would definitely recommend though. That's good. Uh, yeah. And I think a lot of times we're very hard to ourselves, you know, if we notice, mm-hmm. oh, we can't do this good, we can't do that good. And then we label ourselves as failure or oh, I'm, I'm not fit enough for this or that. And I think the key is to really be gentle to yourself and listen to body to where you are in that very moment and just uh, observe where you are without judging. You know, if you mm-hmm. realize, okay, you can't stay in the, in, um, Merkut, or the, the pyramid pose, which we, uh, which is the equivalent maybe to the downward dog. Um, mm-hmm. if you can't stay in that very long, then you stay in it as long you can, as long as you can. And you breathe and you exhale and then you go down, you rest, you know, even if the teacher is still, you know, I always try to remind the people in the class to listen to your body. And if you feel like, okay, this is not for me, then you just lay on the mat and breathe along with us. Or, you know, you take a rest and breathe along with us. It doesn't mean that that's it for you. You can come back in in the next posture and always just see how long you can hold it. And then you will observe um, the progress with the next class and the next class and the next class. And, um, you just have to be patient. I had that very same, I mean, look at how many years I've been doing yoga. I had that very same experience just now with two things. For example, I I started practicing or I continued or, you know, got back into practicing splits last year. And Mm -hmm. then I don't know, I overdid it and something just snapped in my leg. And and then (laughs) for like three months, I could not even try to do a split. But I was just super gentle to myself and uh, continued to gently stretch my leg, breathe into that part that hurts. And by now it's gone. Like I don't feel it anymore at all. Um, Or with, um, you know, doing the push-ups when you move from the plank back into the, you know, the so-called downward dog, which we call Merkut. Um, uh, I, I noticed how I just recently built up a lot of muscle strength in my um, biceps. So it's something, you know, even I, I would think, you know, oh, I've been doing it for so many years, I should be able to do that more easily. And then I notice, oh, I don't. And then yeah. I do it for maybe a half a year and I notice, well, by now, now it's really easy. Now it's just fine. And that, that really um, helps me to, 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 to see that you can still every day, you know, strengthen different parts of your body that, um, that you thought were already strong, but you don't even know, uh, what, what you like, what is in you, what you can do, your capacity, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, the key is just to be gentle to yourself and to listen to your body because there's no competition. There's no stress. Uh, it's not no Olympics. So, um, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's the, the, the beauty is in staying dedicated to your own journey. Mm-hmm. 
That's true. That's true. So, okay, so you have the online classes, you have the teacher training sessions. Is there any other project that you're working on that we can look out for? Uh, yes. I mean, the as, as you said, yes, the regular classes I will start. Um, if somebody in uh, LA is listening right now, I will soon start um, <laughs> regular classes um, with uh, an online community called Black to Yoga. And uh, they do daily classes with different teachers. And I will be their first kinetic yoga teacher um, who offers regular classes regular classes with them and okay. I, I did a workshop with them last it wasn't even last month it was early this month um and yeah and it was it was a very great response and now we're gonna go regular and um i will also but that is more like for later this year mm -hmm. i will offer uh different kind of retreats so it's either, it depends on, you know, the global situation, but mm -hmm. uh, the opportunity, there is opportunity for a physical retreat as well as an online retreat. And um, the physical retreat might might be in Germany, might not. There are also options to go abroad, but I, I will keep it uh, a secret for now because, you know, I don't want to talk about it yet. And mm -hmm. then the online option would be like a, it kind of looks like a, a three month retreat where we um, you don't get certified, but I want to offer people who might uh, have the desire to change something in their daily life, to adjust their lifestyle to a more natural, more spiritual lifestyle, but, you know, need somewhere to start or need some help or some inspiration and who mm -hmm. want to get more knowledge of the comedic philosophy and the comedic history. Um, to do those little retreats with me where we um, also do a little diet adjustment, a little fasting, um, regular uh, communications, weekly lectures and uh, regular yoga together. And um, just that you can kind of do it while you're living your daily life, while you're going to work, while you're taking care of your children, but you make sure you have like one hour uh, per day, maybe two hours um, at the end of the week together um, to really uh, see how much you can implement um, those different aspects into your daily life. Because I feel mm -hmm. like there's a lot of people who just feel like this, the life that they have been living so far is not really what they desire. And uh, everyone who has entered a more, really just a more aware, I mean, I use the word spiritual because that suits me, but what I mean is to be more aware of yourself and your surrounding and to just be more peaceful in your overall being. Mm -hmm. And um, we all need something to remind us of that daily. So people, a lot of people who might be very religious have that as their, um, you know, their anchor to hold on to. Um, and, but not everyone has that. So I want to offer something like that for people. So as I said, there might be a retreat, which will only be like for two weeks or like a physical retreat or an online retreat that will be for a little longer, but we will see. But something like that is coming. Okay, so let everyone know how they can stay in contact with you, how they can follow you in order to know when these things are coming up. 
Sure. Um, my website is called kemeticyogadivine.com. Um, there you can register for my online classes. Um, and you can also get beautiful, beautiful Kemetic Yoga posters and a one-of-a-kind Kemetic Yoga calendar for the year 2021. So you better get yours now before the year progresses too far. (laughs) (laughs) And I also have the most beautiful uh, Kemetic Yoga tank tops with uh, Smai Tawi Divine Liberty written on it. Kemetic Yoga Divine Liberty, sorry. So yes, uh, I have all those beautiful items there. Then uh, when you want to see what I do more frequently, it's on Instagram as Akosia Asset. Um, there I also, you know, remind people of my my regular classes or show off things that I, you know, new things that I'm doing, you know, stuff that you do mm-hmm. on social media, you show people what you do. Oh, cool. Cool. So make sure you check out Akosia's socials. So we've come to the end. Can you believe oh it? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> You've just been enjoying yourself, right? You can't believe it. <laughs> yes. It's so nice talking to my cuz. <laughs> <laughs> so you have enjoyed yourself then. I've been a good interviewer, right? Yes, absolutely. I mean, we've already realized that we're basically the same person. <laughs> Two different environments. So it's like talking yeah. to myself. I love it. <laughs> but yeah, I like your questions. Really cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there we have it. Thank you for listening to I Just Finished Work podcast, Life of an Entrepreneur with Akosia Asset. If you haven't already, make sure to share this podcast with everyone you know and also to follow on Instagram at I Just Finished Work and also on Twitter at IJFW Podcast. As always, let me know your thoughts and comments and any questions you have for future episodes. And join us next time on this series where we will be speaking with another entrepreneur. Thank you. Bye.